0: You're listening to an Encore presentation of Faith and Family. You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Joining me by phone today, Kim Laube, Director of Pregnancy Counseling and Adoption Services with Lutheran Family Service of Iowa. Kim, welcome to Faith and Family.
1: Well, Thank you so much. I'm I'm really glad to be here.
0: Looking forward to learning about your work with Lutheran Family Service of Iowa. Uh, Kim, share with us, uh, how long has Lutheran Family Service of Iowa provided adoption services?
1: Right. Well, Lutheran Family Service began here in Iowa providing those services since 1901, so a good number of years. And uh, adoption has changed considerably within that amount of time. But 1901 is when things got started here in Iowa.
0: Wow, so that's a, a, quite a while that, that things have, have been going on oh, with uh, Lutheran Family Service and Adoption Service. What is, when we talk about Adoption Service and the, the, perhaps other services too that Lutheran Family Service of Iowa offers, what is unique about uh, how Lutheran Family Service goes about things?
1: That's a great question, Andy. And I'll tell you, I think probably the 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 biggest um Item to really focus on here on the differences would be that Lutheran Family Service sees this as a ministry to children that are in need. We do not see our agency as being here to locate babies for childless couples. Uh, But what we are doing is looking for Christian couples who will raise up a child in a Christian home and teaching them about Jesus Christ and baptizing them and making sure um, that, you know, we're doing this as a Christian ministry and not really an outreach necessarily for those, for infertile couples. And, um, really that, that focus for us, um, really makes things a, 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 an awful lot different. Our focus is the ministry of the children. Our focus is also on the ministry of the women that we're serving who are unexpectedly pregnant. And we are certainly so grateful to be able to work with couples who are, um, looking and, and willing to be able to raise children in a Christian home, whether or not they might be childless couples or, or not. We're, we're certainly happy to be able to, um, to create a family, uh, for a couple that was waiting for one but our bigger focus is that we're wanting to make sure that these children are raised in a Christian home
0: and that is a noble task in and of itself a challenging task in this day and age as well Um, what are some of the challenges that you face in, in in trying to make those connections to to provide for children who need a a lifelong family
1: well, one of the, the biggest challenges that, you know, are, are certainly the the talk of, of the day um, would be um, the Supreme Court's ruling regarding hom- homosexual couples and homosexual marriage is the law of the land. Here in Iowa, homosexual marriage has been um, the law of the land here for a little over six years. And so we know that in some ways we face risk by um, you know, we stand firm on our beliefs um, that these children um, that, you know, we're working on a ministry for these children, and we want to place them in a home with a loving mother and father um, who will help teach them the Word of God and to keep them centered on Christ. And so our stance here um, at Lutheran Family Service has always been that we place with only um, a married um, husband and wife. Um, uh, and that they uh, must be you know, married for at least three years of marriage so that we can start to understand the stability of the marriage and so forth. And that certainly provides some risk involved in what it is that we're doing here at Lutheran Family Service. But we also feel that that risk um, is um, certainly nothing that we're willing to compromise on. And we'll continue to do this work um, in this manner um, and in placing children in, in Christian homes.
0: Let's talk about that adoption process. Uh, how does it? Uh, how does it begin? How? Uh, let's start with. Um, should we start with the child or with the with with the couple?
1: Well, let's start a little bit with the couple. We'll talk about that side of of um, the adoption program, and then we can talk a bit about pregnancy counseling and how that works, if mm-hmm. you like. Sure. Um, but typically what happens is a, a couple will contact Lutheran Family Service and let us know that they have interest in the possibility of adoption. And we'll walk through with them uh, typically over the phone uh, to begin um, in talking about the types of adoption that we provide at Lutheran Family Service and what their options might be. Um, we do provide international adoption um, options. Um, we work in conjunction with other facing agencies in order to accomplish that, but we're able to provide and um, the education and assessment that is necessary for a family prior to um, them being um, able to adopt a a child internationally. And then we also provide the service that when the child comes home, that we do the post-adoption service as well to ensure that the child is doing well, that everyone is transitioning and they've received the type of referrals and resources that they need in their community. And then we report those things back to the country where the child has come from. Um, So we we generally talk about the type of adoption that we have available to the the couple and what they might be interested in. And our packet of information would include, um, you know, our biggest program is our domestic adoption program. And those are newborns um, that are um, uh, placed from the hospital setting um, into uh, their adoptive homes at that time. And uh, that being our our largest um, area, we have some options for couples. Um, Who um, for some couples they are interested in maybe working with multiple agencies and um, others really are are looking for one agency that they can um, that they can work with fully. So we have options for couples, um, you know, depending on what it is they would like to do that will help them. with the freedom financially to be able to work with multiple agencies and waiting until they have an actual match with a birth mom before their fees are to be paid and so forth. So we have some nice options that we lay out for them, and we also give um, a a bit of information, too, about foster care here in Iowa. Um, Because some couples, what we we learn, and and this may not surprise me much, Andy, um, that adoption services can be looked at and, and thought of as a fairly expensive option. And for some, they feel that they're just not able to be a part of an adoption plan based on the finances and and really that's that's not true Um, there are many um many children in foster care in iowa uh, that need um, a loving and christian home as well and um, those options are are certainly something that um, families have to take time in order to do the um the education pieces that are necessary and and the home studies that are necessary, but they certainly can be a part of adoption um, where there is no cost to a family. So we provide information like that as well and wait for um, the families to let us know um, what what piques their interest, what do they, they, what have they hoped for in terms of their adoption plan. And once they've made some decisions about what that is, um, we will get this, the process started with them. And um, then we go through something called a home study. And, and quite frankly, I think it probably should be termed a family study mm-hmm. because it isn't so much about their home. It's a lot more about their family. And um, what is there are many things by law that we need to cover. And other things that we cover, they're really part of our, our agencies. Uh, beliefs and making sure that we found the right couple um, for a family to work within our agency. Uh, but we, we certainly do talk uh, um, quite a bit about their faith and um, their um, how that really works in their household. And that has a lot to do with our agency's policies. But the types of things that need to be discussed in a home study um, that are, are more by law would be uh, the discussion of their finances what is their home like is there room for a child in that home um, what kind of jobs do they have we discuss stability uh, we discuss and um, that would be stability in their their marriage and their coping skills um, as far as you know having life ups and downs and uh, we'll talk about their physical health and and uh, many factors that go into a home study and that generally will take us two to three months to conclude and at that point in time um, we would uh, either give an approval for them to move forward or we may give some advice where we need to have um, some changes in the home before we could give that type of an approval and during this process as well, we're doing a, a quite a bit of education uh, because we feel that a family needs to be um, not only assessed, but they need to be prepared um, for what they might be facing um, when they're um, planning an adoption and how that might be different than having a biological child added to their family. So we spend quite a bit of time um, within the education, some of that being face-to-face and Some are DVD-based or online-based or books that we have them read and discuss with us. But that preparation of that family is important.
0: And so as we go through this process, uh, are there things even before we even start this process that we need to consider um, I, I know there's obviously a, a lot of things along the way, but w- what's that, that first step as we, we even start thinking about adoption? Do we reach out to you or do you have a, a like an orientation or, or like an open house type meeting? How, how do couples make that connection with you initially?
1: Sure generally speaking what we do um, before the home study would begin when a, a family expresses interest we do a little bit of conversation over the phone mm-hmm. but if a family feels like yes this might be the right agency for us we want to move forward we do individual orientations, and so uh, they would register with us and then we would have a face-to-face meeting at that time where we could talk a bit more about the types of adoption that piqued their interest what do they think you know would um, and then we can talk a bit more about what their fears are um, with that with adoption and, and for many, um, some of those fears might be surrounding um, the openness in adoption. And what I mean by that, Andy, is years ago, and, and maybe you know, a few of your listeners will be even thinking about adoption, um, that was closed. Um, so for many, many years, adoptions were closed, meaning that a birth mom would not know um, th- their child, they, where that child might reside, and they would not have met Um, the uh, adoptive parents of that child, so they really have no idea and no relationship. But adoption has changed considerably um, in the past 20 years um, or so. There has been um, quite a bit more openness in adoption, um, meaning um, certainly here at Lutheran Family Service, one of the things that our adoptive families would find in a domestic adoption is that the vast majority of the birth mothers that we serve will want, first of all, to choose and select for themselves the family that will parent their child and many of them also want to remain in relationship with that family and uh, so a lot of the time that we spend in our orientation is talking about what does that look like because for adoptive parents that can really be a fear Mm -hmm. um, that a birth parent might be overly involved in um in their lives and that you know it may be a point you know, not being comfortable any longer, or maybe it feels more like co-parenting instead of um, the relationship that they had hoped for. And what we've really found over these years is that the fear is, is really that the truth is the opposite of what these adoptive families have thought. The, the adoptive families have thought maybe there would be too much involvement, but really what we see is that initially there will be involvement by the birth parent, and um, the com- biggest complaints or the chief complaint of our adoptive parents over time is that there is not enough involvement. So as the child gets older and the child had questions about identity and that they really could have benefited from the relationship, they may not have as much closeness with the birth parents at that time. And um, so really, it's it's really fascinating during our orientation that we find that some of those fears are really, um, really the opposite is really what we find to be the truth of the matter.
0: Let's talk about, uh, well, let's go further, I guess, in in the process. Anything else in the process for the couple's? Before we talk sure. about uh, you know,
1: As far as the couples, you know, once the home study is complete, um, they are then um, creating a profile book, which is like an album that you might create on Shutterfly or one of the other um, online um, photograph uh, companies. And this picture album, or this profile is what we call it, gives um, a, an idea for each birth parent who is looking for a potential adoptive parents a little bit about each couple or each family. Um, so they're, of course, filled with pictures but they're also filled with text. And in the text, it gives a lot of information about what family life would be in that particular home, um, any traditions and things that they do, or fun things, or vacations that they like to take, or activities that the family's involved in. And the profile books are really the first glimpse that a birth mother has of our adoptive family. So, our adopted families, once they've been home study approved, will begin to work on their profile books. And their profile books are then, um, we, they create duplicates of those so that we have one in the hands of all of our caseworkers. And we have um, four of us that are on the team um, here in Iowa. And each one of us has a set of all these profile books so that we're able to, at the moment's notice, be able to view um, and present them. Um, As sometimes things move very quickly in the area of adoption, and other times we have lots of room. <laughs> to, uh, you know, to uh, toy with. But um, so we use those profile books to help in the selection process. And for adoptive parents, after their profile book is, is made, really that is the next step and the next stage is the hardest stage and that's the waiting. And I think if you ask any adoptive parent, I happen to be one myself as well. Um, I adopted a child in 1999 and um, the waiting process is really difficult. When you're busy and you're um, taking care of activities and and you're getting paperwork done that needs to be sent to the agency and so forth, you feel like you've got some traction and you're, you really have some control. Um, But when you get into that waiting process, that's really when, um, you know, we have encouraged our families to be very faithful in prayer um, as a couple about the child that Will be coming to them about the the birth mother that is carrying that child, and and to really uh, just bathe the entire process in prayer because that can be a very frustrating and difficult time for them.
0: Let's and let's talk about the the, the birth mother and uh, pregnancy counseling.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, so pregnancy. Counseling here um, at LFS in Iowa. Um, we first of all will serve any any birth mother that uh, contacts us, regardless of. Um, we've talked a lot about faith being a part of the process of the adoption process. That certainly is not a requirement um, at Lutheran Family Service for serving a woman who is in need. Um, we would serve any woman that comes to us in need, and we would absolutely um, make um, you know our Christian faith. Um, available uh, to all women um, who will allow that to be a part of the process. And, you know, sadly, in some cases um, that, you know, is, is not a part that they are necessarily looking for. Um, but um, we work in relationship with these women. Um, generally speaking, we will, um, they'll come to us in a, in a variety of ways. We may have at sometimes a call from the hospital that said there's a woman that here has just, um, just had a baby and she's let us know that she would like to um, place her child for adoption and to make a plan. And so they'll call us and we've maybe never met her before that the baby has been born. Um other times, women will come to us early in their pregnancy, and we'll have an opportunity to have quite a relationship established with her, and being able to counsel her um, in regards to um, what her plans, um, you know, might be for this child. In some cases, we have women that come to us who might be abortion vulnerable. They might be very early in their pregnancy, um, and um, so those women who are abortion vulnerable are um, given. Um, information about um, the development of the unborn baby that she's carrying and certainly given also um, language that really helps her identify the humanity of that unborn child and to help focus her on the needs of her child as well as her own needs. Um, so we, you know, really can just depend a lot upon um, you know how a woman, you know, comes to us. Uh, sometimes it will be through referrals in the community, um, and uh, other times she may have just found us on the website and so forth. Uh, but I will serve all women, and uh, one of the things that we really do initially is to help them understand the process of decision-making and um, could they consider um, you know the option of adoption should they consider the adoption you know, the option of parenting and um, we certainly help them explore all options and um, we're we are not Again, we are not an agency that's a hard sell on you know, that we want her to place for adoption and that we're pushing in that direction. We want her to make a decision that is best for her. And for some, they will have enough family support um, that they can certainly raise a child. And they really just need to be lifted up and helped and supported through this process. And for some, they just need to be able to even have that initial conversation with the others that are involved in their life you know, that, that don't look at this as great news. You know, it might be hard for a teenager to tell um, their, their parents about a pregnancy, or it may be just some difficulty that she's having with the father of the child. And, you know, that relationship oftentimes is, um, you know, it becomes hostile um, by the time we become invol- involved. Um, but it's, certainly many of them have deteriorated at that point, and we need to have some involvement and help in um, them coming together about making a decision for the child. But we spend um, as much time as is necessary and as much time as we have um, with uh, birth moms and with their extended family, with birth fathers and whoever might be a part of the process of decision making for that child. And we talk about what might be best for the, uh, the child in regards to what her resources are and what her feelings are about being a parent and whether or not um, she would be able to, to uh, manage that and what she thinks might be best for her overall. Um, if that means that she would like to parent we're going to help her just as much as if we would if she wants to place for adoption and that sometimes that means that we are the person that is in the delivery room with her and you know Mm -hmm. she needs an advocate there and we certainly have participated in many um, children's births um, and been that type of a support for a woman Um, it may just mean that she wants to make an adoption plan period and she isn't looking for necessarily um, a support in the you know in the delivery room and so for, that really each of these plans are going to be designed individually for the women and what their needs are for that specific child. But if a woman should decide that adoption is um, something that she wants to look more closely at, towards um, the last few months of her pregnancy, we'll, we'll start to say, you know, it, it might be time to take a look at some of the profile books of waiting families um, if she feels that she's ready and prepared to make an adoption plan. And um, we'll uh, certainly begin by understanding the circumstances, the circumstances of the child that she's carrying. So, um, what race is that child? Um, have they been exposed to any drugs or alcohol during this pregnancy? Um, just what are the what are the specific circumstances? And then we go to our family profile books, and we will select the families that are willing and able to parent the situation of that specific child. And meet that child's need, and those profile books are presented to her um, in a very neutral way um, that she might select a family or two or three that she hopes to visit with face-to-face and um, we will um, manage those meetings for her if she selects a couple or two to meet with um, and help her to ask the hard questions and um, get to know a family before she makes a decision about who would be the right parents for her child and uh, from there if she makes a decision about a family we will help them establish a relationship Um, sometimes that relationship is completely open where they're going to share identifying information and other times um, we may recommend that we do something a little bit different. You know, if we have a, a birth mom that maybe there's safety concerns, um, maybe she has, you know, a felony history or there are just some concerns that um, make it difficult to move into an open relationship, at least initially, um, we'll offer our services, such as why don't we have a visitor to two, um, you know, the, within the first year here at a Lutheran Family Service office where a caseworker is present. And um, or, you know, a, a birth mom might say, you know, I, I don't know that I can handle visits with my child, but I. Certainly, would like to have pictures and updates sent. Um, so, all of these are really tailor-made um, arrangements um, with the families, with the birth moms, as to what works for um, for all of them in that specific relationship.
0: Once a, a family, uh, once adoptive parents have now become a family with their, their new adopted child, uh, do you offer support for them as well? Once the this new family is united.
1: Oh absolutely Um, first of all our support is you know in a a, a very technical terms we are required in Iowa to do post um, post adoption work and that post adoption work is a minimum of six months where we're uh, visiting the family on a regular basis um, writing the reports that are necessary to make sure that the safety of the child is intact Um, and we also talk about the relationship whatever relationship is going to be established how is that worked out um, with the birth parent and so forth and we provide any referrals that are necessary uh, to the family and make sure that they're doing well Um, now our relationship typically would end um, in six months um, on a technical basis because we would release that infant for a finalization of adoption now that doesn't mean that you know they can't call upon us and and work with us because that's part of the point of having an agency rather than just maybe working with an attorney and so forth is that we will be here to help when there are situations that may arise. So for instance, um, part of the post adoption work that we do today here, you know, as I mentioned, we've been doing this since 1901. And many of the, uh, many of the adoptions that we have worked with have been closed adoptions, which means that there are many adopted persons in Iowa here that were placed through Lutheran Family Service that do not know their birth family and that may have interest in learning more about them or if they have siblings somewhere else. Um, and so we we absolutely work in post-adoption in order to help with those types of things, as well as if we're talking about an adoption today, and adoptive parents who've just been placed with an infant, um, that doesn't mean that they can't phone us a year later and say, you know, we've lost contact with the birth mom. We're hoping that you can help us track her down. Um, you know, we really would like to able to see her again. And, um, and so we can help work on that relationship ongoing. So um, in that regard, certainly our, um, our adoptive families have um, the opportunity for assistance really throughout um, the childhood of, you know, their um, uh, adopted child. And certainly when their adopted child is an adult, if they need assistance here as well, we can do that um, and and are happy uh, to be able to be a part of that process for many years. Uh, But we also provide that type of service for our birth parents. Um, So as you can imagine, placing an infant for adoption is a uh, just really an earth-shattering um, experience. It is, it is the hardest thing that they will ever do, mm-hmm. and um, the grief and the loss that they feel um, during that process is, is not something that is that we just dismiss and hope that you know they get better. Uh, but we provide for them um, certain counseling services for as long as they would like to continue to be in relationship with us, and um, you know that we might be able to follow and help, and especially when it comes to the relationship that they might have with the family and with the adopted child, um, but also just their well-being and um, how things gone since that placement. Um, And on a more long-term basis, we provide um, birth parent retreats. Um, we have a, a building in Fort Dodge, Iowa, that was built in the 1930s as the orphanage uh, that we had here in Iowa when we were placing children. And of course, we don't need an orphanage any longer. Um, children are placed, you know, in foster care in those situations. But we still own that building and we have turned that into a ministry center. And so we have the opportunity to go to that building and to bring um, birth parents um, who have placed children for adoption and we spend a weekend, um, we team up here with our mental health counseling staff um, and our pregnancy counseling and adoption staff and we put on a retreat that helps um, these women come together. Some of them have never met another birth mother before that can actually relate to the loss and the grief that they have felt over not being in a position to parent their own child. And these can be very profound um, for for the women who attend um, and, and really changing how they view themselves and being able to move on with their lives, and that uh, we're happy to be able to provide that to them as well.
0: With just a little bit of time left, Kim, how can we find out more about adoption services through Lutheran Family Service of Iowa?
1: Absolutely. Well, I would invite anyone who's interested in learning more about our adoption program here uh, to give me a call. Um, 515-251-4900 is the number that can be called, and certainly you can also get a bit of information on our website, which is lfsiowa.com. And that's Iowa spelled out,
0: dot O-R-G. Very good. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today, Kim Lobby, Director of Pregnancy Counseling and Adoption Services, Lutheran Family Service of Iowa. Thanks for being our guest on Faith and Family today, Kim.